Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source of information for the global energy, infrastructure, and project finance sector. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, January 24th, 2022. Starting us off is a cross-border deal. Canada-based solar developer Amp Energy has closed a $350 million mezzanine portfolio construction facility to support the construction of 628 megawatts of capacity in the U.S., Australia, and Japan. Financing can be increased to a potential $700 million using an accordion feature to accommodate additional projects. Builder arranger for the financing was Nomura, while Brookfield Asset Management and a second undisclosed lender that is understood to be Singapore's GIC were lenders. Energy Capital Partners has committed to join the group after closing. Institutional lenders were able to offer AMP a delayed draw construction facility that also included the ability to recycle commitments as projects leave the portfolio on sale. The flexibility that the institutional lenders were able to offer on construction loan suggests that their offering is becoming increasingly indistinguishable from that of commercial banks. Initial commitments will go towards construction stage projects in AMP's three core markets. In the U.S., AMP develops community solar projects for small groups of users, as well as utility-scale storage and hybrid storage and generation. In Australia, it's developing merchant solar and storage projects in South Australia and in New South Wales that could be positioned to replace retiring coal plants and serve hydrogen projection facilities. In Japan, AMP delivers feed-in tariff and corporate PPA projects at early stages with a view to selling them at a later date. As for other renewables news in the U.S., AES and AIMCO have closed on a construction warehouse facility to finance upcoming renewables projects. A mix of solar, solar plus storage, standalone battery, and community solar schemes subject to concentration limits. The facility will complement around $900 million of equity in the build-out program, with the combination totaling over $1.6 billion. Structured via a number of limited liability borrowing vehicles, the $700 million three-year revolving credit is being provided by Coordinating Lead Arrangers and Joint Book Runners, CIBC, DNB Markets, HSBC, KeyBank Capital Markets, MUFG, Societe General, Silicon Valley Bank, Truist Securities, and Wells Fargo. National Bank of Commerce and SNBC joined as lead arrangers. The deal signed on a close of general syndication on the 30th of December in 2021. In 2021, AES signed PPAs to deliver 4 gigawatts of renewables in the U.S. and in December acquired U.S. solar developer Community Energy Solar, adding another 10 gigawatts of project pipeline to AES's 30 gigawatt plus existing pipeline. AES's U.S. renewables portfolio currently comprises of 4.4 gigawatts of operating assets and 5.7 gigawatts of signed PPAs. The pace of its renewables development is only picking up. According to Proxima Playbook, in December 2020, the company raised just $280 million via a seven-year facility to finance construction and ongoing operations of U.S. solar and battery storage projects. Moving from renewables and into LNG in the U.S., U.S. liquefied natural gas developer Delphin LNG said that it plans to make a final investment decision to go forward with its Gulf of Mexico floating LNG export project off Louisiana in 2022. Chief Executive Dudley Poston said that he was, quote, very confident that the company would make FID this year. 
Delphin is one of a dozen or so North American LNG export projects that delayed decisions to start construction in 2020 and 2021, in part because the coronavirus destructed the demand and was making customers unwilling to sign enough long-term deals needed to finance the multi-billion dollar facilities. Austin was also quoted saying that we are now seeing the most sustainable interest from LNG buyers we've seen in years, and Delphin only needs two to three of those. We're already in contractual discussions for more than we need for the first vessel and just need to get a couple of those guys across the lines. Delphin's project would use existing offshore pipelines to supply gas to up to four vessels that can each produce about 3.5 million tons per annum of LNG. Austin said each vessel would cost about $2 billion, with the first expected to enter service around 2026, four years after the FID. Moving into the digital infrastructure space in Europe, Delta Fiber Nederland, which is owned 50-50 by EQT and Stone Peak, has signed the debt facility it requires to meet the rollout by requirements of doubling its fiber connections in the Netherlands to $2 million by 2025. All of Delta Fiber's new build networks would be based on XGS PON technology, which is designed to enable speeds of up to 10 gigabytes per second. Leader range and syndicated by ABN Ambro, Deutsche Bank, and ING, Santander, and SEB, the 1.5 billion euro of debt is split between an 850 million term loan, a 585 million capex facility, and a 15 million revolving credit. All three tranches have a seven-year tenor. In addition to providing funding for Delta's expansion plans, the deal refinances the borrower's existing leverage finance debt with the bank-style infrastructure financing. The loan signed on the 11th of January, 2022. Which is a great place for me to just quickly stop and plug our upcoming Digital Infrastructure Americas event taking place in person in New York on March 3rd. It's going to be an exclusive invitation-only event. If you are a fund or developer listening in in the space and you're interested to learn more about it, you can always just shoot me an email at mora.murphy at proximalinfo.com. Moving from Europe and looking in South Africa, projects in South Africa's Risk Mitigation Independent Power Producer Procurement Program, or RMI PPPP, are facing further delays due to the need for the financial configurations to be approved by the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. The deadline for these projects to reach financial close has already been extended from the 30th of September to the 28th of January, but can now be moved to as late as May. The original extension was granted in the wake of legal challenges brought on by DNG Energy and the SunTech Solar Power South Africa contesting the preferred bidder selection process and local continent requirements for these solar PV projects. The outcome of the legal proceedings is currently expected in January. As with other RMI PPP projects, renewables and battery storage projects, the PPA and PPA long stop date have yet to be finalized, meaning that the tenor of the financing is still under review. Delays to the start of commercial operations will also have an impact on the maturity of the project debt. Other remaining issues include corporate support for back-ended equity as opposed to the bank LLC's share retention and the O&M security package. And that's it for today. If you'd like to hear more about any of these stories or events, then please do visit us at proximoinfo.com. Until next week.